Lesson 20, The Way of Transformation, Vigilance for the Kingdom. We come forth to abide with you because you have asked. We come forth to abide with you because we are part of you. We exist where you are. We abide as the truth of what you are. Therefore, beloved friends, please well understand that when we reach back into time, into the field of what you call physicality, to create communication with you. We do not come to you from some other location. We come forth unto you from the depth, the heart, the essence of that which mind is, that which love is, that which consciousness emerges from. We come forth from reality. And we join with you in the only place that genuine communication can occur, in reality. This can only mean that in those moments when you feel, not merely intellectually consider, but when you feel yourself immediately and truly comprehending that which is communicated by the words we choose, in that moment you do not abide in time, you do not abide in illusion, you abide in reality. In that moment, there is quite literally no distance between us. We speak here of distance, not just in what you would think of as physical terms, but there is also no distance between us qualitatively. <laughs> qualitatively. That is, in that moment when you receive truth, it is not, is it not, it is not the case excuse my tongue, that is, in that moment when you receive truth, it is not the case that we are above you, beyond you, or have even gone a little bit ahead of you. You are comprehending the essence of truth from the essence of Christ's mind, which is the only mind that can comprehend the truth and reality of God. That truth is necessarily within you, and has been within you since before the birthing of time. It has been with you since before a tiny mad idea seemed to creep across the expanse of your mind. And you chose to believe it. That reality cannot be taken from you. It is from that reality that you have awareness of your own existence. It is from that reality that you gather the fuel to create the perceptions that you most desire. And the perceptions that you most desire are precisely the ones that you are experiencing in any given moment. Now, those of you that are abiding in reality as you heard those words, immediately know that that means that at no time and under no circumstances are your perceptions being thrown upon you from some source or force outside of yourself. You know that in each moment, you and you alone have created the perception and therefore the experience you are having within the field of mind for no other reason than that you have desired it. This is why the very pathway of awakening, regardless of the form it takes, is always a retraining of the mind. It is a decision it is a decision to choose to discipline the mind in each moment, to teach only love, to hold only loving thoughts, and to recognize that there is no such thing as an idle thought, 
since each thought or perception held in the mind immediately generates your experience. That experience is like a pebble dropped into a pond that sends a reverberation, a vibration throughout the field of your being. And as that field goes far, far beyond what you commonly perceive to be the boundaries of your body, and that field goes far, far beyond what you commonly perceive to be the boundaries of your body. One of the worst read chapters of all time. Please forgive me, Master. <laughs> what you desire, you experience. Beloved friends, you will only experience what you desire. That is why desire is always the first and most fundamental key to the process of awakening. It is why desire is the energy known equally by all minds, in all kingdoms, in all dimensions, in all worlds. It is by desire that you choose to relinquish the value you have placed upon limited perception. It is by desire that you decide to teach only love. It is by desire that the kingdom is restored to your mind. For it is by desire that you have been birthed from the holy mind of God. The simplest way to discover what it is that you desire in any moment is to simply stop and observe. What thoughts are currently taking place within my mind? How am I perceiving the world that seems to be around the body? Most especially observe... How am I perceiving myself in this moment? With honesty, you will see quite quickly and quite easily what it is you have most desired to experience in this moment. It can indeed be quite shocking when awareness begins to turn back on itself to observe the mechanics of its own thinking process, processes in the world. Then, to hold the thought that the thoughts that are dancing in the mind are there for no other reason than that they have been desired by the truth of who you are. You are that power, that power which has been birthed from the mind of God, made in God's image, that is, with infinite power to create what you choose to experience. Desire, then, is integral to the understanding of the very process of transformation. For what you desire you do experience. When I walked upon your planet as a man, seemingly cloaked in a body, or as a body, I too had need of learning to observe the nature of my own mind, and discover what it was I was desiring in any given moment. Vigilance for the kingdom means to retrain the mind until it desires only love, only the kingdom, only enlightenment, only peace, only reality. When the mind has been so retrained, in that moment there is no longer any sense of a separate self struggling to find God. There is no longer any sense of a separate self who knows lack. There is no longer any sense of a separate self that is unworthy of being the embodiment of Christ. And in that moment, the body can seem to continue or it could disintegrate. The body itself will be perceived in a very different light. It will no longer be seen as something dense and hard that seems to separate you from your brothers or sisters. 
It is seen only as a dance of shadow that provides Christ an opportunity, temporarily, to speak the language of those that believe the body is yet real in order to communicate and to drop a pebble in the pond that sends a reverberation, a vibration through the body that is emanated and is recognised by everyone, perhaps not accepted, but recognised. This is why you have heard many stories, some even related to me, that when a master walks upon the planet, something occurs in the energy field, the mind of those in his or her proximity. There is an energy that is transmitted. It is not that the master changes them, it is that the truth in them is suddenly quickened into at least a very temporary remembrance of what is true and an illusion can be dropped or perhaps all illusions can be dropped. The body becomes almost a magical means of communication. It appears to be something solid. It appears to be who you are. Yet, when the mind has been retrained thoroughly, and purification has been completed, the body simply becomes transparent and meaningless, except for the extension of the light of love. I've shared with you many times that to awaken as Christ requires that you begin your journey as Christ. It is not possible to transform yourself in order to become Christ, but it is possible to simply accept the idea of the truth and then let that be the foundation from which your life expresses itself so that you begin to think with Christ, so that you begin to breathe with Christ, so that you begin to envision, envision with Christ. Slap that tongue. The decision to accept the truth that is true always. The way of transformation, and please listen carefully, is not a process of changing the unworthiness in you to a point where finally you are knocking at heaven's door and then you awaken. Rather, the way of transformation rests on your decision to accept the truth that is true always. I and my Father are one. Now that that is out of the way, how would a Christ live in this dimension? How would a Christ bring himself or herself to each moment of experience? What voice would Christ listen to? What vision would he or she serve? The struggle to awaken is the very obstacle to its accomplishment. That is why the five minutes as Christ was given to you as a very simple exercise. And if indeed you desire Christ above all things, would you not participate in it each day? For that which you desire and love is that which pulls your attention to it. If you love Christ, then let Christ pull you, attract you to spending five minutes a day in the realisation that you can only be what you are created to be. Having accepted that as truth, then inquire into your own Christ mind on how you will live this day. For the mind that is awakened sees no distinction anymore between being here and not being here. It sees no distinction between heaven and earth. It sees no distinction between eternity and time. It sees no distinction between the non-material and material or physicality. 
It sees no distinction between the extraordinary and the ordinary, but rather reality is returned to the mind and it suffuses what the mind experiences and the literal world that you thought you used to know, buildings, cars, governments and all the rest, simply becomes a temporary harmless illusion that seems to have hoodwinked your brothers and sisters who are a part of you. Because the world is now seen in its transparency, it is no longer fearful to you. You are free to walk and abide in it as long as the body lasts, quietly, joyfully, going about your most extraordinary, ordinary tasks, except that they have become translated into the means whereby you demonstrate the truth of love to the world. Reactivity, suffering, doubt, depression, in other words, dis-ease, can only be the reflection of a decision to use the power of the mind to desire and therefore to perceive and experience what is unlike the truth of the kingdom. Freedom, peace, unlimitedness, and above all, fearlessness, must necessarily be the result of the decision to use the power of the mind to remember, to realize, to abide in, and to extend the truth that is true always. Then the passing phenomenon called life is simply seen as a delightful dance. It has no purpose in and of itself. Once you gave it a purpose unlike God's, but as Christ, the purpose that you see in the world is shared by your creator with you. Your will has become the same as God's, merely to abide and be of service in the pro process whereby those that have been hoodwinked can remember the truth and become free. It no longer matters how it occurs, that is, what form your teaching occurs in. It's all the same. You see no difference between your form and someone else's, for you will recognise the teachers of God. Where you are in any moment becomes a divine gift, literally dropped into your lap as an opportunity to enjoy the remembrance that you are one with God. An opportunity to remember that everything you are seeing is a passing illusion in the sense that it used to have a purpose that seemed concrete and that purpose has dissolved and gone. Where did the world go? I used to think it was a fearful place. I used to think that I had to get ahead. I used to think that there were those who could victimise me. Now I just see harmlessness. I see nothing out there that can add anything to me. I am simply at rest and at peace, delighting at play in my Father's kingdom. And where I am, Christ abides. So the distance from where you may yet perceive yourself to be and where you may perceive us to be is only the distance of a decision. That decision waits upon your welcome. No one can take from you the power to own your identity as God's child. Observing your choices. Look well then in this moment. Stop and look within the mind. Then observe the simple day that you have been living thus far and ask yourself, what have you desired in this day? And allow memory to bring to you 
choices that you have made. Look upon those choices for whatever feelings, perceptions and thoughts you may have had. Look upon them with perfect innocence. Simply observe, oh, in that moment I was certainly not desiring peace. In that moment I certainly wasn't desiring perfect remembrance. Hmm, how interesting. If you can find a moment in this day that you have lived so far, even if you began reading this lesson five minutes after you got out of bed, if you look well into those five minutes, you might just discover that there has been at least a moment in which you are not deliberately choosing to desire remembrance of union with God. Now, does that mean that you are walking around saying, I desire union with God, I desire union with God? Those are just words. The desire is a feeling. It pervades the heart. You might say that you feel it in the body, which is really just the depth of the mind anyway. Look well and see if there was a moment in which you were using the power of the mind to decide against the kingdom. When you find that moment, just look at it, observe it with innocence and simply say, I could have chosen otherwise. That is the simplicity and the power that the kingdom is. The world remains uncaused by anything outside of your own mind. Yet within it, you are given complete dominion. This means that within the one mind of Christ, individuation occurs. For a moment, perceive the one Christ mind as an ocean, where individual waves arise, made of the same substance, perfect freedom, perfect knowledge of and union with God. In that freedom, the power to decide or to desire is present and desire begets worlds without end. That is what your entire planet once came from. That is what your entire solar system came from. Your entire universe was born of desire. The key to transformation, assume complete responsibility. The key then to the transformation of your lived experience while the body lasts is to assume complete responsibility for how you are choosing to use the mind. Remember, only you can think a thought. Only you can have an idea. The idea cannot enter your domain over which you have complete dominion unless you have sent it an invitation. That is simply the way it is. It is a mirror of what God is, infinite and perfect freedom. God simply never deviates from desiring only the extension of love, the birthing of that which is like unto himself, you. Your will is joined with your creators when you decide to birth only that which reflects love, the good, the holy and the beautiful. The mind, as you have come to know it, will deceive you into thinking that, well, if I live that way 95% of the time, then what the heck, 5% of the time I can do something else. That is absolutely true. Yet the more you come to truly desire only that which reflects the truth of who you are, you will be able to tolerate less and less variance within yourself. This is why when any mind truly begins to awaken, it becomes more and more painful to continue certain thoughts or behaviours that do not reflect the deep desire of the heart. 
This is why the gap becomes less and less. The gap of unconsciousness. The gap in which the mind tries to defend its choices and perceptions until finally it rests in complete vulnerability. It lives in complete innocence and no longer, and please listen carefully, it no longer fears change within its system of thought. It no longer fears being challenged by another mind because it thirsts only for the creation of a thought system that can birth forth the good, the holy and the beautiful. It no longer explains, it no longer defends, it no longer seeks to convince. It merely abides and gives itself over to the stream of love that would flow through it. Every idea presented by another mind becomes something to live with, something to digest, to see if there's a jewel within it that can add to the beauty of its own expression of the good, the holy and the beautiful. Everything becomes grist for the mill. There is no longer a need to be in defence. The body does not tighten. The breath does not grow short. There is only vulnerability. There is no longer a need to hide. There is no longer the need to be concerned with the perception of others. Since a perception cannot hurt you, there is only such love of self that nothing less than God will do. So again, in this lesson, we speak on the theme of desire. We seek to bring you to the point of realising that desire is the great power of creativity. It is that which births your very experience. Desire is perfectly free. That desire, that power to desire, is within you and you will never be without it. It is impossible to be desireless since you can only find yourself to be where you have desired to be. Even if you are in deep and perfect silent meditation, you are there because of desire. Therefore, beloved friends, please decide this day to take responsibility for what you desire. Recognise that what you desire will be what you experience. Recognise that what you desire literally creates the pathway whereby you will experience either heaven or hell, peace or turbulence, love or fear. In each moment of desire, right where you are, you have just birthed an entire world. For out of that desire, you will create your perceptions of everything from yourself to the farthest of stars, all in a split second, a moment of timelessness. Part of the journey then of the way of transformation is learning to transform your lived experience so that you enjoy it more and more and are attached to it less and less and fear it not at all. There are many in your world who would yet perceive spirituality as a way to get out of the place in which they find themselves, not understanding that they can be nowhere save than, save than in their own mind. And as long as there is a desire to get out of where they are, they will remain stuck within it because only love can heal. Therefore, the way of healing, which is the way of transformation, requires that you turn back to look at your creations, to look back into your own mind and to bring love to whatever is arising out of the desire to be the presence of Christ. Now, 
Does this mean that as long as the body lasts and you find yourself in the world of space-time and movement and all the rest, that you will not take the body from one location to another? Of course not. Does it mean that third-dimensional relationships will not come and go? Of course not. It does mean that you become completely free of the old perception that an attraction to a certain relationship is going to add something to you or the avoidance of a certain relationship is going to keep you safe. Rather, you begin to be free to let the dance of the third dimensional illusion simply have its day. But it no longer holds power over you. The highest state of awareness then, in which perception has been totally cleansed and purified, is one of paradox as soon as you seek to talk about it. For you will look upon yourself and see yourself as a body-mind with a certain name, living in a certain place, on a certain planet, doing a certain thing. In the very same moment, in the very same field of your mind, you will know that you are not that body, that you are not that name, that you are not that history, that you are something more. You are something grand. You are something divine. You are something mysterious. You are something beyond comprehension by any mind, at least in the realm of thought. And you will literally know and feel within the core of your being the truth of both of those. And there will no longer be opposition between them. You will no longer look at the personality and see a great schism between it and the nature of Christ's mind, for the two will have become merged as one. You will look at the most ordinary events that you experience with your body and see no differentiation whatsoever between that and the kingdom of heaven. It is simply arising and is literally held in, pervaded by and suffused by the reality that is true always. You will know that you are totally free when you no longer feel any obstruction to whatever is arising in the field of your experience. Why? Because you will simply see it as another opportunity to say, Holy Spirit, what would you have me say? What would you have me do? What would it be like in this moment for me to simply realise that only love is real? Then you will listen to that voice. You will feel it deep in your heart and you will simply act on that voice and none other. You will not listen to what other minds think you ought to do. You will simply listen to that one voice it will speak to you from it will not speak to you from the ego for there will be no judgment you will simply come and go as one unknown by the world and yet one who looks very ordinary one who looks to be the same as everyone else the difference is though the difference is that though the body seems to walk upon the earth you are literally embracing the earth and in you you will know that fear is gone. I once suggested to you that you remember only your loving thoughts, but the trick to this is that you must first become aware of them.
So many become trapped in the depression, anxiety and insanity of the mind because they put all of their energy into perceiving what is amiss and no energy into perceiving their success as Christ. So in each 10 minute practice period, learn to develop the ability to observe what you are really doing. When you stop at your coffee shop on your way to your job, and you go in and give some money to the person who gives you your cup of coffee and you look them in the eye, smile and say, thank you. You have just succeeded. You have communicated truth. You have remembered that the one in front of you is worthy of your love and respect. And that is a, is a success. Each time you can interrupt the momentum of the mind for perceiving nothing but problems, you will begin to discover that the underground river of the mind of Christ is yet still within you. As you feel your successes more and more deeply, that in turn builds your desire to live in that stream. And moment by moment, day by day, you will cultivate the power necessary to be identified only with that mind. For a while, it will seem that there are two thought systems, the old one that you used to be identified with and the one that seems to be being birthed within you. You are really just remembering it, but you are choosing to bring the discipline necessary, the vigilance necessary to retrain the mind to be identified not with the realm of illusion, but with the stream of reality that is flowing through you, unimpeded, unobstructed throughout all eternity without end. That is the one gift time provides you. That is all there is. You cannot use time to store up wealth in some bank account for the future, since the future does not exist, and you have no control over what will happen to your golden coins in your world. Time has only one purpose, the purpose the Comforter has given unto it, and that purpose is the atonement of the Son of God. Now, all of that sounds very lofty, and the mind says, well, yes, of course, I understand that perfectly well, thank you, good day. And then that very mind goes right back to its same old patterns, having heard, it has not heard, having tasted, it is not swallowed. Seize the opportunity to discipline the mind. The mind is still identified with the realm of illusion until you decide to seize time, recognising its great gift to you, not as a punishment, not as a duty, but as an opportunity to become wholly free and to smile within your heart because you know that you are one with God. Decide, decide to seize the opportunity to discipline the mind so that it comes to be identified with the stream of Christ's mind, whispering like a quiet voice underneath the roar and the din of the ego's conflicted world. For the world of the ego is filled with fear, doubt, judgment, the need to be right, the need to make others wrong and the need to believe that there is some power source outside of itself. When you awaken and realise that the truth is true always, you will not ever complain about a moment of experience in which you have had the power to desire differently. For as you desire, 
you will perceive. And as you perceive, you will experience. The whole game is simply this. You are totally free right here and right now. You cannot do anything to become free. You can only remember your freedom by how you choose to use the mind in any moment. Time is an illusion. The things that pass by, the phenomena of space and time, are just shadows that you have interpreted in a certain way. There is no gain. There is no loss. There is nothing to fear. The world can add nothing to you, nor take anything away. You are merely here in this temporary classroom with an opportunity to do what any master in any dimension can do. For you hold the same power as I do. You hold the power to teach only love. And what you teach, you must necessarily and immediately learn. Therefore, learn well to observe the mind. What am I really desiring? Not what do I wish I were desiring, but what am I really desiring? Remembering that everything is a neutral event. It is just a learning experience. Separation does not exist. The truth is true always. Death is unreal. You are pure spirit. Time is just a context. The world is harmless. You cannot be a victim. You are free. The atonement is over. The ascension is completed. Once you get the message, get on with it by choosing to bring that reality into the dance of shadow called this world. For what good does it do to pray for freedom in the future? It is everything to abide in freedom now. One last thing about desire. The egoic mind is made up of attraction, aversion, judgment, either acceptance or aversion or hatred even. For example, this is right, that is wrong. This is good, that is bad. Be willing to embrace and accept the results of what you have desired. When you dip your spoon into the ice cream, enjoy it. Embrace it as the effects of your desire. And when you buy an automobile that breaks down, train yourself to embrace it and enjoy it just like the ice cream. Why? For a very simple reason. If the egoic mind judges things as right or wrong, if you judge the ice cream as good, but the breaking down of the car as bad, what mind holds power over you? Are you free in that moment? Instead, embrace and enjoy it. My car just broke down. Oh, but there's a, such a beautiful sunset. I think I might as well sit here and let the stars come out. After all, I really wasn't going anywhere anyway. Mind is everything. If you truly desire more than believing in Christ, you must assume responsibility for transforming the mind by using your very ordinary moments in which to see differently. And as you reshape how you use the mind in every moment, you will come to taste profound freedom.
a freedom that will carry you instantly far beyond the things of space and time. There will seem to be a rising within you and passing away within you. Universes rising and passing away within the holy mind of Christ. That is the great gift given unto you. What are you worthy of desiring the most? You will indeed discover and create your pathway to your own consummate awakening. There can be no end to the mind of God. You will abide forever within it, like one who abides in an infinite forest. Why not be at play in the kingdom? Enjoy your exercises. As you do them, you will taste a deepening remembrance of the truth that is true always. And so be you therefore at peace. And again, we extend our thankfulness to you for having set aside the raw and din of the world to abide with us in this way. For you see, communication is the great joy of the aspect of the sonship who choose to come together to delight in remembering the truth. Therefore, it is our delight to create communication devices to join with you. You have a saying in your world. It takes two to tango. Thank you for joining us in this celebratory dance that remembers the truth. Go then in peace. Amen.